liferadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show. We have been having some fun this week talking about the weather forecast. Just, yeah. you know, because it is kind of weird. You know, it's, it is, today is March 11th. If you're hearing this at a different date, just letting right. you know. Yeah. And we have had a, uh, a couple of days this week with temperatures in the uh, mid to upper 70s. Matter of fact, today, today it's going to be in the 70s, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> but then, tonight, getting down below freezing. Mm-hmm. And there's a chance of snow. Yeah. <laughs> because of that, <laughs> we're taking a little walk down memory lane with yeah. our buddy James Spann talking about the storm of 93. 29 years ago this week. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And it's funny is that every year, every year we mention the blizzard of 93. <laughs> and every, yeah. I mean, and every time, every time we talk about the blizzard of 93, I feel like the two old guys on the porch. You remember <laughs> that blizzard back in 93? You know? <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> That's wow. what I feel like. But the thing is, it was, well, it was 29 years ago, but it was a huge yeah. event. It was just yeah. something that just everybody, everybody that said no said no because it's like, nah, that could never happen here. Right. <laughs> well, it did. Yeah. <laughs> and every, Take a listen to. Yeah, well, I was going to say, take a listen to Jimmy talking about it. Yeah, we went with it on Wednesday and indicated the chance of uh, an impact type event and accumulating snow. And by Thursday, again, the MRF was very good and, and it was hard to believe. But we went with this bold forecast of six inches. And then during the day Friday, we went with eight inches and we did our best to get this out. Understand there was no, uh, you know, Facebook or social media uh, the internet was crude. Most people were on CompuServe or Prodigy back then. So it was all commercial <laughs> oh, no. radio and yeah. television and did the best we could do across radio and TV to get the word out all day Friday. This is a big deal. You got to get ready. You got to get ready. And uh, by the time it started Friday evening, I don't think a lot of people were ready. I think that maybe they heard the message, but they just didn't believe it. And I can understand that. Uh, but goodness, that night at the time I worked up on Red Mountain and we had, uh, of course, convective snow. Visibility just a fraction of a mile, uh, basically whiteout conditions. We had wind gusts up on the mountain, almost a hurricane force. And, uh, you know, we kept peeking out the back door during the event. And finally, in the middle of the night, somebody had locked the door. I'm thinking, what nitwit would lock the back door back here? This doesn't make any sense. And after asking around, we realized that nobody locked the back door. It was a snowdrift that had come over the top of the door, and we couldn't get the door open because of the weight of the snow. Wow. It did get Unbelievable. that deep. It did get that deep. We had it three, four feet in our yard where it drifted up against things. Whoa. Yeah, it was deep. <laughs> but the, More on span coming up. Yeah. liferadio.fm it is the mark and mag show and you know mark i i'm beginning to feel like you when you were talking about the two old guys sitting on the porch <laughs> <stuff. laughs> but you know well whenever you have uh, an event okay the storm of 93 um the reason we're talking about it today by the way is because we do have a chance to have snow in the mm -hmm. forecast mm -hmm. and now granted we're not talking about storm of 93 proportions here but uh yeah, that's a 40 year type storm, you know, right, where yeah. you do have them, but they're, you know, um, we've had a few, we've had a few shocking weather related events, you yeah, know, in our yeah. area, uh, snowmageddon a few years ago mm -hmm. was one of those. Yeah. Uh, that's because we didn't see it coming. Nobody talked about it. And 
when we saw the flurries that morning, it was like, oh, that's pretty. And wait a minute, it's gathering on the street. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And then it was crazy. But but back in 93, again, you know, you heard Span talking about, you know, who's going to go with it? We saw it, but who's going to be the first one to poke their head up out of the sand? And yeah. uh, Jimmy and his team, I guess they popped it out there. Now, uh, as you heard him talking about, the snow drifts were piled up, and you actually had first-hand experience with that too didn't you yeah we had uh, three to four foot deep places in our yard i remember going out and playing in it uh that day after it all fell and uh right and and not having a lot of experience with playing in the snow if you don't go skiing snowboarding things like that you don't know that getting out there and exerting yourself (laughs) you're breathing heavily the next thing you know you think you're having a a coronary arrest because all that cold air is hitting your lungs (laughs) And cold oh, air's wow. hitting your lungs and, you, and your chest starts hurting. Wait a minute. Hold on. Man. Yeah. <laughs> but we're out there throwing ourselves into the piles of snow and everything and having a yeah. blast, you know. It, it was a wow. lot of fun. And Except for the power being off and the water stopping right. and all that other stuff. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Here's James Spann as he finishes talking about the storm in 93. But when it stopped on Saturday morning, we knew this was uh, some type of uh, once-in-a-lifetime event looking out over the landscape and realizing the magnitude of the power outages and the the, the suffering that was going on here. So you kind of go into long-form coverage, and uh, it it was unbelievable Uh, all weekend long. uh, Probably my biggest memory of the uh, blizzard came two days after the event on on Sunday evening. Country boy Eddie called, and he couldn't make (laughs) it into work for the first time in all those years. So uh, I got to host the Country Boy Eddie Show. The Monday morning after the wow. blizzard with my old friend Bill Boland, who passed away earlier this wow. year. We had more laughs about that. Probably the worst hour of local television ever, but we had a lot of fun with that. Uh, and then things started to recover. But on a personal note, we couldn't leave the station. I, I tried to dig my car out Sunday to get home. And I see why people die of a heart attack from shoveling snow. It, it just It's like you work for two hours and nothing ever happens. We finally got to go home on Monday. And uh, at the time, we were uh, building a new house, and we were living in an apartment, and we had no power. And finally, our, uh, we moved into the Winfrey for a few days until power came back on. But it's wow. a generational event. These things happen about once every 40 years. And uh, for those that experienced that blizzard of 93, it's something we will never, ever forget. I'll never forget the blizzard of 93. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're talking about it now, though. True. Because yeah. it was that moment, that weather-related moment that, uh, again, we... Even though I wasn't here, I know about it. Mm, yeah. And if you uh, you, you were listening to Span, he's actually sitting in front of his little web cr- webcam at his home studio talking, right. which is why it sounds like it does. It's kind of hollow yeah. and everything, but, but it's it's pretty cool. He's got a home studio with a green screen behind him and the whole nine yards, and he does a lot of his weather from there even today. Uh, but if you want to see that it's in, in its entirety, just look up Blizzard of 93 James Span on YouTube, and you'll find that. liferadio.fm the mark and mag show you know we appreciate you joining us today we uh, hope you've got neat plans for the weekend um one thing for sure is make sure you get your wood uh, make sure you have bread and milk well all right you know mark we were talking about the uh the, this blizzard of 93 mainly you know because uh we it's the same time it's 29 years later and there's a chance for snow in the forecast i mean it's just kind of funny but 
Um, how long were you guys out of power? Because you, you and Jane, uh, were y'all living in a house or an apartment? Yeah, we were in a in a house out in uh, in Pinson, Alabama, north of Birmingham, and the uh, the power went out that night. <laughs> I was all prepared to. We had the fridge stocked. We had everything all ready. I had the big satellite dish in the yard. We're just going to camp out and watch movies, right? Right. And uh, the uh, the picture goes out about eight <laughs> eight o'clock. Wow. And I walked outside to look to see what was wrong, and the satellite dish was full of snow. And I had to sweep it <laughs> right. out. Got the garage broom and uh, sweeped it out. I did that twice, and then after the second time, the power went off. So, so wow, yeah, there we were. Now, how and, long were you guys out of power? Well, we were. Uh, I think we were out of power for like three days, maybe four days. Wow! But after the Man. second day, uh, somebody had people. We and this where we lived was up on a hill, very hard to get to and right. get out of, and. Um, Somebody and enterprising people on four, when four wheel drives had been up and down that hill and managed to get it passable. And uh, some friends came and gave us a lift uh, who had a four wheel oh, wow. drive. They came and gave us a lift to somebody's house or to Jane's, uh, to my in law's house where they had right. power and heat and everything. So we wow. camped out there for a couple of days until the power came back on at home. I didn't think about the heat. I, yeah. Now, I know that, you know, the, the right before the storm, 70 degree temperature, then the storm. Did it warm up or, you know, within a couple of days or was it cold for a week? I don't you remember. remember. I really don't remember. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> Interesting. I just, again, this is one of those things that uh, I wasn't here when it happened, but I've heard the stories, you know, that uh, because it was such a big event mm. that here we are 29 years later, still talking about it. Yeah. So if it happens again, remember you heard it first right here <laughs> with the Mark and Mac show. liferadio.fm mark and max show and uh you know it is the friday edition of the show a little more squirrely than normal because we have snow in the forecast and uh you know when you have snow in the forecast in alabama boy yeah. that's a big day yeah. we were talking yeah. about it, though because the storm of 93 that uh, it was one of these things as uh, you heard james Spann a minute ago talking about a 40-year storm once in a lifetime you know type of storm that kind of popped up and you know, here we are. It's that same week, uh, 29 years later, and there is a chance that, uh, you know, right now um, we're looking at temperatures today. Our high today in the 70s, or is that yesterday? I think it's to, that's today. It'll be yeah. in, in the and, mid to upper 70s. Yeah. Yeah. And then, to, you know, then the snow and cold temps roll in tonight after midnight. Yeah. And tomorrow morning, we're going to wake up to 13 feet of snow. There you go. That's wow. The, that's what we're looking at. Wow. Maybe. Yeah. Mark, you never know. You just never but, know. Span was talking about how that uh, he and Bill had to fill in for an hour because uh, country boy Eddie yeah. couldn't make it to the studio. Yeah. And if uh, most um, most markets, most television markets had back in the day, a local television program uh, that they aired, you know, before uh, Good Morning America and the right. Today Show and, yeah. you know, all that. And I, you know, because even Captain Kangaroo on CBS came on at like, what, eight o'clock? I mean... Anyway, so, yeah, it was one of those things where um, the Today Show had been on since the 50s at a network level. Good Morning America. I don't even know when that came on. I'm guessing in the 70s, you know, um, and then, of course, CBS has continued to put on a morning show at some point in time. But bottom line, a lot of television stations back in the 50s and 60s and 70s, you know, had a local program with a local host and country boy Eddie was that guy. Yeah. For Count, you know, for lots of Alabamians, you mm -hmm. know, that was just, 
that was his gig. Yeah, it was. And he was very successful. It was a long running gig too. He is. How long? He started actually, uh, as that show that came on after the wrestling on (laughs) (laughs) at midnight, uh, back in 1955. Um, Wow. It was him and his band. And uh, it was sponsored by a used car lot. Big hearted Eddie's used cars on 7th Avenue South in Birmingham. And wow. after the very first program, the dealership saw a big jump in sales. So it was oh, wow. a lot of people were watching and they went to this place just because Country Boy Eddie said, go there. Wow. Um, big hearted Eddie, yeah. the walking man's friend. And, and in 55, uh, in the same year, he and his band were invited to be the house band for the Tom York morning show on WBRC channel six, uh, oh. their popularity inspired the station's management to offer him his own show before Tom York's show from six to seven. When, uh, wow. when Burns sold out the ad time in that slot, they pushed it uh, back to five thirty, then to five o'clock and then, uh, set it up as a three hour <laughs> program each day, starting at 4 AM. What? Yeah. Yep. Uh, they had a lot of unknown musicians. Uh, he, they got shots on the show. Um, uh, wow. There was a, an unknown back then that was discovered in 1965 on the country boy Eddie show by the name of Tammy Wynette. Oh, <gasps> yeah, really? Yes. And, uh, wow. so, uh, let's see. There were other ones, uh, that ended up being as regulars like Sam Frazier, Jr., Johnny Mac Gore, Wendy Holcomb, Rosette Johnson, Mean Mary, Bill Smelly, Glenn Tolbert, and David West. A lot of people ended up being on the show who ended, went on to, to greater fame. But the show wow. ran from uh, February of 57 on Channel 6 in the mornings, from February of 57 to December 31st, 1993. Man. Yeah. Wow unbelievable well there you go a little history as we look back on uh, the storm of 93 and all the other things that happened in 1993 that uh man i think i just want to go back in time you know <laughs> trying to remember wow i thought we did just go back in time no no i'm, I'm just sitting here thinking you know like now you mentioned off the air about you know how things are how things have changed yeah, with radio have, and television yeah, and everything else it's just have, amazing everything amazing. was so local then and we don't yeah. we're not really aware of it now because our lifestyles have all changed so much but everything right. used to be where you lived that's what mm-hmm. it was there was no nationwide network of radio stations all playing mm-hmm. the same thing at the same time and the yeah. and the same shows everywhere everything was yeah. local and live and had that had that touch on the heartbeat of their city and mm-hmm. In a sense, that really was a better time. LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mag Show, where the, I was going to say, the only show in America that will talk about how great it is to be live and local and small <laughs> town and internationally. You know, we got to thank our folks in London and in yes, uh, San yes. Juan, Puerto Rico, and yes. up there in Nova Scotia. Anyway, we love you. It's just, you know, it's Some, the nature of the beast. Hey, sometimes it just has to be hometown. It, it sometimes has, you yeah. feel like a nut, Mark. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes you don't. Yes. Almond Joy's got nuts. <laughs> Mounds don't. Because? Sometimes you feel like a nut. And sometimes you are. All right, Mark. <laughs> Authorities find 52 reptiles. I'm not talking 51. I'm not nope. talking 53. Nope. I'm talking the number of states that Barack Obama thinks we have. <laughs> Authorities find 52 reptiles 
hidden in man's clothing. Mm-hmm. A guy who tried to slither past U.S. border agents in California. Oh, had, no, you I, didn't. I don't write this stuff. Uh, he had 52 lizards and snakes hidden in his clothing. That's what authorities said. The man was driving a truck when he arrived at the San Ysidro border crossing with Mexico on February 25th and was pulled out for additional inspection. Agents found 52 live reptiles tied up in small bags, which were concealed wow. in the man's jacket, pants, pockets, and groin area. The nine, he had nine snakes and 43 horned lizards on him. That's what was seized. Some of the species wow. are considered endangered. Um, Sydney wow. Aki, who's the Customs and Border Protection Director of Field Operations in San Diego, says smugglers will try every possible way to try to get their product, or in this case, live reptiles, across the border. <laughs> Um, In this occasion, the smuggler attempted to deceive uh, the CBP officers in order to bring these animals into the U.S. without taking care for the health and safety of the animals. The guy who's 30 years old and a U.S. citizen has been arrested. Wow. Hmm. That's just crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. All I'm thinking, I think Jim Stafford's going to be suing somebody, you know? (laughs) liferadio.fm Mark and Mac show and uh, the Friday edition of the show the <laughs> talk about the wheels and the bus you know oh, yes. buddy. <laughs> my wheels have turned into squares you know round and round and then they roll off into the ditch yeah. they're boxes man they're not even <laughs> wheels anymore hey um you know there's this uh, you get these little funny things that pop up on social media yeah and they're when you look at them, you know, they're kind of like a throwaway comment, but this is not one of those. This is one of those short ones that says, talking about uh, in sports, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know that Tom Brady uh, just retired from the NFL after, you know, leading the New England Patriots to historic levels, then you know, going to Tampa Bay and going back to the Super Bowl and winning, I mean, at the age of, what, 357 or mm-hmm. however old he yeah. is. Anyway, it says this, uh, Tom Brady takes pay cuts every year so his team can build around him. Hmm. Every other quarterback signs a massive contract. Tom Brady keeps winning Super Bowls. Hmm. Every other quarterback says, OMG, how does he do it? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of interesting how you, know, huh. you look at those things. And I don't know that he takes them every year. I know he took pay cuts, you know, during certain times to allow the team to acquire yeah. different players. But, you know, at, at a certain point, you know, you have to look at your career and what you want out of it, you right. know, yeah. and what you're willing to do. Yeah. And, you know, I, you just really can't argue with, with Tom Brady's results. True. You know, and I, plus the fact that he's making $6 bazillion a year and taking a pay yeah. cut is not good. I mean, I got <laughs> lots of money in the bank. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. But still, you know, it's the, I think behind that, it, it really is, you know, we've talked about this before about. I remember uh, John Favreau talking about um, when Swingers uh, hit and he and Vince Vaughn and a number of cast members from that movie went on to have successful careers, some quicker than others. But, you know, there was a lot of success in that movie. Um, and he had different friends like, oh, you're so lucky, man. I can't believe how lucky you are. Yeah. yeah. And it was like he he talks about that in the uh, DVD uh, commentary. He mm-hmm. and, there's two different commentaries on the Swingers DVD. And one of them is Vince Vaughn and John Favreau uh, giving their take on things. And the other is the uh, director and uh, somebody else. But bottom line is 
talking about it and you're listening to Vince Vaughn and John Favreau who have become, you know, yeah. for a number of years, some of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah. And it was just interesting to listen to their commentary for two reasons. One, John Favreau talks about how his friends, you know, they were young in their twenties and, you know, going to Vegas and going to the beach and the mountains and all those things that, you know, young people do. And Favreau is like, I'm working on this script, you know, I'm working on the script. And they're like, but you're not getting paid for that. Mm. Like, yeah, but I'm polishing it. I, I'm ready. I want to use this, you know? Yeah. And he did spend that time and it, it wasn't luck. It was, you know, years of work. Yeah. Of sacrifice. That's the one thing you take away. The other part to take away from it is how divisive politics have become in America mm. where, you know, like if, if you were a Trump supporter or a Republican to the Democrats and the liberal left, you're just evil, right? Yeah. And we can't have a conversation. We cannot be together if you're that. Yeah. Well, Vince Vaughn is a conservative yeah. Republican. John Favreau is so liberal. He was a speechwriter for Barack Obama. Wow. Yet they're the best of friends. Yeah. There you go. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show you know mark you and i have done this show for a long time uh not not as long as we could say hey we were on the air during the storm in 93 <laughs> but it made me think about you know you and i have been there or done that when it comes to radio and tv and yet in 1993 when that storm hit uh span mentioned you know having to stay in the studio or whatever hmm. What's the longest time you've ever had to spend at a radio or TV station because oh, of weather? Probably just overnight once. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I got trapped in one one time. That's why I asked. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. And, and you were there that time, I think, because we, yep. we ended up sleeping on the floor in different offices oh, at, yeah. at the station. And then <laughs> that was a treat. And then, Nothing and then we were at DJC last week and they got this big comfy sofa in the studio. And I'm yeah. like, where was that? Yeah, really? <laughs> How funny. Ah. I remember I had to stay at a radio station back before computers and everything in the early eighties when uh, I was in Raleigh, North Carolina at WKIX and, uh, the it, very similar weather to say the Birmingham Metro, you know, it, it predicting snow there is like no different than predicting it here is tough. And it was one of those things where it was on a Friday. So heading into a weekend, that wasn't that important. You know what I mean? Yeah. You didn't have to worry about school and banks and things like that because they weren't open on the weekend. But we had a, a regular snowfall. But before anybody, you could do anything with it, it started sleeting, you know? Oh, yeah. And so it got, you had six inches of snow. Then you had the sleet. Mm -hmm. And then the temperature dropped overnight. And so it ended up being ice yeah, yeah. on top of the snow. Yeah. Well, you know, the roads were closed. Nobody could go anywhere because it was, I mean, treacherous. And the temperature stayed cold. Ooh. So it's a weekend. You have snow that's been now covered with ice. Ooh. Temperatures below freezing. And nobody really cared because it was the weekend. And by Monday, it'll start melting, you know, yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. Well, I got there that Friday night to do seven to midnight, but the midnight to six guy called out, said he couldn't get there because of the snow. <laughs> well, I was already scheduled to be on from six till noon the next day. Yeah. So when I got there at 6 PM the night on Friday to do seven to midnight, I end up being there all night covering for the overnight guy and then have to do my regular show six till noon. Well, the guy who was scheduled to come in from noon to six couldn't make it in. 
mm. because of the snow and ice. The long story short, I was there on the air <laughs> for three nights. <laughs> Ooh, that's three bad. nights. Yikes. I was falling asleep on uh, the air yep. with the mic open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness that's when i found out you know that you have the uh the vending machine in the uh, employee break room yes and i ran out of money the first day you know the change and whatnot <laughs> there was no debit card slot it was cash yeah and so i had to shake the thing because i was starving right i had no food i'm shaking <laughs> this thing right well the only thing that was heavy enough to fall were butterfingers oh Oh my gosh. I lived on bad coffee and butterfingers, man. Oh, I can't eat a butterfinger to this day. Oh. Wow. Caffeine and sugar for three yeah. days. And when you yeah. when you hit that wall, oh my <laughs> I was hallucinating, man. I bet you were. Life radio dot FM. It's the Mark and Mac show where, hey, just going to give you a heads up, man. Um, if it snows really bad tonight, Mark, I will not be in tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Just going to take the day. All righty. Yeah. Just going to, you know, I'll Thank let you handle it by yourself. I appreciate the notice. I will I will prepare accordingly. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, if it snows, Mark, will you and Mike Eccles still get together to go to Waffle House or whatever tomorrow? If it's possible to get there, we will get there. Ah, that's the Romeos. We'll yeah, that's right. We will get there if there's any way we can. <laughs> do y'all like, I mean, I, I'm not, I know y'all go to different places than Waffle House or whatever, but do you go to a place where like the waitress and the wait, they know who you guys are? Well, you know. yeah, well, one of the places knows us and we, and that's great. You know, if they, if they know who you are, then you can kid around and have fun. Right. You know, um, and, uh, we go to, there's a Ken's barbecue and the, the girls there all know us because we're there. Right. We're every couple of weeks we're there. Yeah. And then the, another place is there's a Jack's hamburgers that we go to that right. it, the staff is different every time we go in. Okay. So we don't know anybody there. Well, that's what I was asking because you know? there's a store that I go to all the time. Okay. Yeah. And you know, it, you 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 know chat up folks and when you see them on a regular basis yeah well there there's a guy that works there and i'm not kidding he's i'm he's a nice man he's friendly but i'm not kidding he every day i go in there it's like the first time yeah he's been there for years i've seen him for years and it's like i'm not kidding it's like no matter what you're getting it's like every day is new <laughs> and i'm wondering is he not converting short-term memory into long-term memory you know like i'm just wondering i mean but i just got to picture you guys you and mike going in and sitting down and the waitress going i got your here's your food you know because i already yeah. know what you're going to order or whatever <laughs> and well it's not quite that way but okay. but it is it it sits pretty close you know and, Waiter yeah, comes they, over and goes, "Yeah, I know Reed is going to look at this menu for a while, so here you well, go." Well, if if if, uh, if if it's the if it's at the barbecue place and we and yeah. we sit in the girls section who knows us, she doesn't even ask. She comes and brings her coffee and her water and stuff like that. She already knows that's what we want. It's just yeah. a, okay. What are you going to order off the menu? That's all she mm -hmm. wants to know. And it's to okay. the point at that place where she can almost look at us and say, "You want the same thing as last time?" Ah! <laughs> <You know? laughs> wow. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on liferadio.fm.
your friends. The Mark and Max Show is back and better than ever. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac Show. Good to have you with us. Mark, are you ready for the snow? Oh, I am. I've got the snowplow. Um, I, I serviced it yesterday, um, <laughs> and I've already got everything in place to get the mo- moose out of the pool and right. to chase the bears away. So we're good, good to go. So you're yeah. set. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I did. Uh, I went to the store and bought bread and milk, so I'm ready, you know? <laughs> hey, me, I'm planning on the moose trap. That's me. Yep. Well, just so you know, we're making jokes. You know, uh, those of you who have listened to us for a while know that we are in Alabama. Right. And uh, in our forecast, we've talked to you about this that we can go in one week's time uh from uh, we can have all four seasons of the year in one week (laughs) sometimes we can have them in a day but anyway we uh actually have gone from earlier this week it was 80 degrees and uh today or going into this weekend we actually have a snowy forecast (laughs) it's weird yeah it's gonna be in the 70s today and and in the upper 30s tomorrow and from I think as our it, high that's our high tomorrow in the upper 30s yeah. and then the uh, the i think the snow event i got the little notices yesterday everything started popping up this the the winter winter weather event is supposed to be between midnight and 9 a.m tomorrow morning right so basically yeah. we're looking at the early morning hours you yeah. know like tomorrow morning like all right today is as you mentioned a high today of 77 yeah uh, an overnight low tonight we'll get down below freezing yeah and we could wake up tomorrow morning with snow on the ground yeah we could just yeah i mean that's that is our forecast and it comes on the anniversary of the storm in 93 which we'll talk about that in just a couple of minutes it is the mark and mag show welcome into uh spring weather (laughs) it's sprinter Uh, that's it radio.fm it is the mark and max show where a couple of quick hits we'd love for you to uh, download the daily podcast uh you can listen to it wherever we love that also what did i say what i, I do know, i just My hear phones, phones i hear phones dinging in yeah the, i just hear dinging in oh, the background <laughs> i know it's like why why not? everybody why? everybody you know knows what you're doing right now you know that's what gets me (laughs) this is our business people this is our business everybody we know knows what we're doing when we're doing it on the radio and they still ding we still get (laughs) but there you go because and the phone rings can you talk (laughs) no you know turn it on come on it's like getting hotline back in the day when my wife would hotline me it's like you know baby you know it's i'm sure i can talk Mm. you know why what is it oh the dog messed on the floor well what an odd thing that is because our dogs never do that oh my you know what don't pick it up leave it where it is i'll get it i'll be there in a minute yeah i'll be there this afternoon but you just you know what put a little tissue over the top so you don't have to look at it all day i got it <laughs> life radio.fm it is the mark and mac show and uh you know i mentioned a minute ago before i got waylaid by my you know text messaging going Ding! yeah thank you like, why anyway 
It is a, <laughs> uh, you can download the daily podcast. You know, you can take us with you wherever you go. Download the app. It does work better than typing in liferadio.fm. Mm-hmm. You remember when we talked about this, the day we got the app and it was like, cause we waited on a number of things and finally we just got to go. <laughs> and we were like, you can listen, just go to liferadio.fm and mm-hmm. click on the play button mm-hmm. and it works great. It, it sounds does. fine, yeah. you know, but then we got the app finished and it was like, you know, you <gasps> touch it and it's, oh, Whoa. yeah, it was, it really was kind of amazing. So yeah. Download the app. You'll understand what we're talking about. All right, Mark, <laughs> this is uh, posted on uh, Facebook, and, you know, I don't spend much time on Facebook. I'll right. look at yeah. stuff just, you know. But anyway, this is what it says. Um, some folks, it's a, a, a woman posting a quick story here, okay? And it says, some folks have messaged me over the last few days to let me know that they saw my 13-year-old son walking up Main Street alone. Number one, I appreciate y'all reaching out, and I'm so lucky to have friends that will. Two, you didn't see me, but I was there too, Hmm. hopping from parking lot to parking lot watching him. (laughs) I knew my son was walking by himself through some rough and high-traffic neighborhoods because I told him to, because he forgot how to treat adults. I told him to walk because he mistakenly associated his size with his authority. I told him to walk because his behavior on the bus jeopardized the safety of the other children on that bus. I told him to walk until he can appreciate the free ride to and from school as well as respect and obey the man driving that bus. He's not getting back on it. I'm the mom who is watching, uh, to know that he's safe. But I'm also the mom who is not here to be his friend. I'm the mom who is okay with her child being angry at her sometimes. I'm the mom who is desperate to leave this world better than I found it through the people I'm bringing into it and bringing up in it. A lot of people are so afraid to hurt their kids' feelings, but it'll only be mad at you for me for a little while. I'm more afraid of my kid growing up to be a blank, Mm -hmm. which isn't usually a temporary description. Yeah. We're not here to be their friend, y'all. We are here to make sure they grow up to become a friend worth having. So, yeah, he was walking, thinking, reflecting, maturing, learning, growing, and I'm watching. There you go. That's great. LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac show, and... Very quickly, can I pull the curtain back just a minute? Uh, yeah. Yesterday, Mark got to do some work for his mom. Yeah. And it <laughs> cracks me up whenever we do work on our homes, you know? Yes. Because we know what we're getting into. And I say this collectively, mm-hmm. men, we know what we're getting oh, into. Yeah. It's the reason we didn't do it the first time we thought of it. It's <laughs> that's actually, why I keep, Honey, that's why it keeps dripping. <laughs> yeah. But is the bucket full yet? Look. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's the limit when the bucket has to be dumped more than once an hour that's <laughs> when i'm crawling in the crawl space <laughs> and that's what i did yesterday yeah <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's and and i knew it was coming because she's got this hallway bath this sink right. in the bath that's a pedestal sink and there's really yeah. they couldn't figure out a way to put the shutoff valves for the yeah. for the water under it anywhere mm. now today if you walk into somebody's house and they have a pedestal sink you bend yeah. over and look under it and you see knobs on the wall 
Oh yeah, you know. But apparently, they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to destroy cutoff valves everywhere. Yeah, Every, everything has a yeah. cutoff valve. Every you know? sink underneath it yeah. has cutoff valves on it, right? So you can work. Even That's the, exactly. you know, the toilets and everything. Yeah, exactly. Everything does. But apparently, I had a house that didn't have that. I I have a feeling that she had a lot to do with this when they asked her do, do you mind if we put these through the wall and she said are you kidding that is 1920s plaster plaster and lath you're not drilling a hole in that wall oh. <laughs> <laughs> i have a feeling that's what happened okay <laughs> so yeah. this house Figured was built back in the 20s or the 30s right wow. so so Dude. she so mm. so yeah. i had to crawl through the dirt to to get over there and turn the turn the water off and then go yeah. upstairs and realize that the washer kit that i had brought with me didn't have anything in it that would fit the, the so now you look like a homeless guy had to go I, know, to Lowe's, yes, right? I look like yeah. i've just been rolled out behind the walmart and, and i've got to go to lowe's and buy you know stuff. what you should have done you should have grabbed the dog should have taken kimber borrowed a cigarette stood out in front of walmart with a sign working on my mom's plumbing you know you know what's funny is we stopped at another store on the way back to the house because okay here's the thing we go to we go to home depot and buy what we need and she says let's get lunch while we're out yeah. so i'm off now now i'm i've brushed off as well as i can but i'm still conscious of the fact that i'm dusty you know yeah. so we go in some place and get lunch then we she wants to go to another store oh that's mom fine. there's pig pen <laughs> like, like the charlie brown cartoon and standing no out kid. in front of this store is a guy there's a guy wearing way too much clothing for this time of year he's got a great big beard he looks a little bit on the greasy side he's smoking a cigarette and he's got one of those big, tall beers in a, in a can, yeah. in a bag, a brown paper uh, bag, standing out on wow. the sidewalk watching everybody go by. And wow. I'm like, I should just go stand next to him. Yeah, you know? really. <laughs> should just handed him a card. I owe you one free bath. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac Show. Good to have you with us today. You know, as, you, uh, as we all head into the weekend, we start thinking about weekend plans. Hmm. Mark got the plumbing deal done. Yeah, I'm assuming you were finished yesterday, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, I got everything. Okay. Got all the drips stopped. Yeah, it did remind me of a problem I had years ago, and I was working on the water and in my house, and I had an explosion of water. And you were like, "Well, Dave, there's a cutoff valve." I'm like, no, there's not. No. See, you talked about the cutoff valves. Yes. And I'm like, I actually lived in a house that only had cutoff valves where they had previously worked on the plumbing. Right. The house was built without any. I mean, I'm not kidding. They didn't even have the turnoff valve wow. on the toilet. They just had, yeah. I'm so you like, have to shut the water off for the this? whole house, right? Yes. Oh. You have to shut it off the street. And it was yeah. like, you got to be kidding, man. But yeah, I went through that, that rigmarole. Yeah. And the thing is, if, if you didn't do that yesterday, you know, that's what your project would be for tomorrow. And it's going to be snowy. <laughs> so right. there you go. You're you right know? about that. Well, yeah. you know, I, you know, we laughed earlier, but hey, you know what? It's going to be 70 something degrees today. 12 hours later, we could have snow on the ground. True. Yeah. 12 hours after that, we could be back out on the golf course. I mean, yeah. you just never know, but yeah. it's going to be fun no matter yeah. how you look at it. Yeah. What's bad, though, is there, you know, now that we don't have, you know, I don't have kids in the house, I don't have the ability to say, you know, that <laughs> snow might come in a day early, you know. And the reason I did my kids that way, I, there was a reason why during the school year I would mess with my kids because. I wanted them to learn that they still had a responsibility, regardless of what might happen. They had a responsibility and they all learned it in their own time. I did it age appropriate about, you know, the excitement of the snow where they wouldn't do their homework or they wouldn't do this or that. And they would pay the price Ooh. and I, they would come back and I would say, well, what happened here? Well, we were worried about the snow and blah, blah, blah. And wait a minute. So you knew you had homework you knew there was a chance you might not go to school because of bad weather, but yeah. 
you know, so you opted to take a written, you know, you rolled the dice and you lost. And now, and I'm like, but dad, you were the one telling us, yes, I was, but I'm also the one that got up and went to work the next day. Do you understand what your responsibilities are? That was the whole point. I made jokes about it, but the entire point was to let my children understand at a very early age in a way that they could be impacted, you know, about our personal responsibilities and what comes on us. You know, granted, if it snows, you don't have to worry about your own work. You know, it's still going to be due. You just bought yourself extra time. Hmm. But if it doesn't snow, you still have to turn it in. So anyway, that was the whole point. I know people are like, you're so mean. No, I had a plan. Of course, the fact that all my children, you know, are now in therapy and won't come and see me. I mean, I just saying. (laughs) (laughs) LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show where we have snow in the forecast. 70 something degrees today and then snow between midnight and the time we wake up tomorrow. That's why penguins escaping the zoo is a big story because I think they're headed to Alabama. Well, Hungarian police said officers captured an unusual fugitive Wednesday morning in central Budapest, a penguin that has escaped from the local zoo. Budapest police said the penguin was spotted in the early hours Wednesday wandering on a large street near the city's zoo. The zoo said the penguin, named Sanjika, was six months old and extremely curious. They said in a Facebook post, it may be news to some, but penguins become so curious at four to six months of age, they try to explore their environment as much as possible. Somehow, Sanji got out of his out- outdoor enclosure and wandered out of the zoo. To make sure this doesn't happen again, we've installed cameras in the penguin's enclosure and are keeping a close eye on the penguin troop. The animal keepers are doing their best to ensure that Sanji stays with the team during his this curious time. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. Can you imagine? I can. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of late. You've gotten off your late shift at work. You're walking back to your little apartment in Budapest. You glance glance down an alley. Wait a minute. Is that a penguin? (laughs) Or is it a bunch of short people headed to the Oscars? Life radio.fm it is the mark and mac show and a uh a, i just kind of realized it was friday dude yeah and you know you mentioned earlier about it, because of the the snow that we're gonna have tomorrow i mean now they're talking six to nine inches of snow <laughs> and uh so basically the world is going to shut down in alabama oh, no. at some point well I told you i bought my bread and milk because there wasn't gonna you know i had to run back to the store last night for some ice cream and it was all gone everything's gone <laughs> shelves are cleared off but you know wow. dogs and cats living together mass hysteria uh, just for entertainment i might have to go to the dg today just to see how bare oh, yeah. it is <laughs> it's just so funny the thing is is that uh so all right just to, in all seriousness i mean i know that march is a time where you know you you do have snow i mean it happens yeah the biggest snowfall for most people in alabama and in our part of the world happened uh on the same week in 1993 yeah the storm of 93 was a big one uh we had uh what do they call it snowmageddon isn't that what it's called yeah, or apocalypse yeah. what yeah, is it uh, yeah, snowpocalypse or snowmageddon or something yeah, yeah. snowmageddon yeah. yeah we had that a couple of years ago but you know the big one was in the storm of 93 yeah where it came as a big surprise because the weather was so warm, you know, mm-hmm. early. Yeah. Um, but 
Now, when you look back on it, there are a lot of meteorologists who claim they called it, you know, Mm -hmm. but you told me it was James Spann that was really the only one saying, Hey, we got a snow problem. Maybe, but it was a big, maybe. Yeah. Because even during the winter, even when, you know, the temperatures are in the twenties for a week in, you know, February predicting snow in Alabama, in central Alabama is really 50, 50. I mean, it it could be six inches of snow or a big sunny day, break out the suntan lotion. You know, it it really can be that extreme. And you told me years ago that James Spann, he's now the head meteorologist, chief meteorologist at ABC 3340 in Birmingham. He called the snow thing, right? Yeah. That's my understanding is that he was the one, he stuck his neck out and said, Hey, we're, we've got, it looks like all the models are telling us, it looks like there's a good snow event coming here this weekend. We want to be ready for that. And all the other guys are going, it's March, it's Alabama. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So coming up, we've, we've got some old span stuff. We'll get, I know a lot of y'all listen to us here. And by the way, that is awesome. We love the listening in the Birmingham area. Uh, The fact that you can hear the station all over is great. Uh, but we are based in Alabama. We spend our time in and around Birmingham metro area. Yeah. And uh, we we just love you, and we want you to listen wherever you are. Just wanted you to know where we are because we are talking snow with James Spann. We got some audio from him talking about the storm of 93 next. LifeRadio.fm. It is the uh, Friday edition of the Mark and Mac Show. The wheels on the bus falling off the bus. <laughs> <laughs> the wheels on Dave's bus have just boom and they're gone. Huh? <laughs> hey, Mark, I had a quick question yeah. for you. In March of '93, what were you in radio at the time? Or were you working for? I, I something was else? actually I was working for EWTN at the oh, time okay. and uh, wow. i was producing foreign language uh, programming yeah. for the shortwave radio network okay yeah wow. unbelievable yeah. um because in the whenever i talked to anybody i was not in alabama in march of 93 i was actually in eastern north carolina and uh it was the this week of weather was crazy it wasn't yeah. just in alabama Um, there was, this is the time when there was actually that big nor'easter that they've made movies about. Mm. Um, this was also a time when, uh, when, where I was living in Eastern North Carolina, our buddy Rusty, um, he and I were right there and a tropical storm formed just off the coast of Atlantic beach, Moorhead city area of North Carolina. And, uh, anyway, there was, there were all these different areas that were going through unusual weather things. And all I could think of is I don't remember anybody claiming that it was global warming or climate change or anything else. But, you know, if we had an event like that take place today, Oh yeah. Mark, can you imagine? I mean, can you imagine the coverage of how it would be? They're having snow in Alabama, Mm -hmm. a nor'easter. And you know, it would be like that movie, the the um what was it uh, something tomorrow uh dennis quaid i know what uh, you're talking about but they'd also be saying well nothing like this has ever happened before and of course yeah you know, it has <laughs> you, you know it's just, <laughs> by the way if you ever hear somebody talk about weather and say oh these are a lot more frequent than they used to be or this no. has never happened before <laughs> that's not true yeah. all of this stuff has happened before they just don't know, yeah. you know? <laughs> that's when i bought a house one time on the river 
they had the hundred year floodplain, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I thought, well, is that just some kind of made up thing? No, the, there is this level where the river about every hundred years or so yeah. it gets up this high. Yeah. And I'm like hundred years. Well, that doesn't sound like a recent global warming issue, you know? No. I mean, <laughs> all right. So anyway, in March of 93, mm. the weather was, and we've talked about this, it was very warm that week. But then there was something in the forecast. And James Spann, our, he's, our, he's a friend of ours, yeah. somebody we've known for a long time. He's a believer and uh, a wonderful man. He actually, I've had the uh, opportunity to uh, hear him share his testimony. Yeah. And it is powerful for a guy who's spent his adult life on television, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's really interesting to hear him share what it was like growing up. He's got yeah. a great story, but anyway, he does. So Jimmy talks about what it was like that week in March of 93. Take a listen to this bit. Obviously the first challenge we had was forecasting this thing. We didn't have these fancy high resolution computer models we have now 25 years ago. We we had a set of low grid resolution models that were okay for the time, but we used something called the MRF, the medium range forecast model for anything out beyond 48 hours. And we used to get the uh, products via this old facsimile machine called a Difax. And it would come in and the paper would be wet and it smelled weird. You had to basically wait for the thing to dry. But we watched that MRF come in early that week. If you recall, the blizzard started on a Friday. And by Tuesday, there was some pretty good consistency in the idea of a late-season snow, maybe a big one for somewhere in the south. And goodness, it didn't make a whole lot of sense because it was mid-March. You know, the flowers were blooming. We had the spring home and garden show coming up. And by Wednesday, you just couldn't ignore it. And the question is, who's got the guts to forecast snow in mid-March? <laughs> now, that's funny, Mark. That, that is funny. Because <laughs> they saw it, but not really sure what to do. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is funny. Anyway, yeah. it. <laughs> all right. Do you remember all that? The, I do. Uh, the things he's talking about. I do okay. remember. Yeah, because it was that time wow. of year. Flowers were blooming. The spring home and garden show down at the Civic Center was about wow. to open. The, I mean, all that stuff was oh, was wow. happening, and they're looking okay. at it like it's Tuesday, and this could happen <laughs> Saturday. What do Oops. we do? <laughs> Coming up next, more on Span's memories of the storm of '93. It's the Mark and Mac Show. The Mark and Mac Show.